This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Lindell Report. Um, I, uh, back in uh, back in Minnesota at the studio, I uh, we had a, I was down in uh, Mar-a-Lago yesterday visiting our real president, and uh, um, the uh, Tom put that picture up. We've got a great picture there. Do we have that picture? Okay, okay. Um, put that up in a second. But uh, uh, the media has been. The media has been uh, hitting me all day um, with, uh, what were you doing down there? What was your meeting and all this stuff? And I'm going, wow, it doesn't take much for them to attack nowadays. Uh, Brandon, are you there? I am here, I am. Mike. Okay, I'm getting a lot of feedback here on my end. Okay, there right. quit, I guess. There um, we go. There it stopped. Um, wow, you're looking sharp as always tonight. Just you know, I didn't even have time to get a suit on or, you know, here I am. Yeah, right. yeah. You're always outdoing uh, everyone on this whole whole show here. <laughs> Remember, you got uh, you got the. I think you have more ties than I do. They're all these uh, great looking ties. About two hundred and something. <laughs> That's awesome. You um, and you don't want to know how many vests I have. Oh, really? You got a lot of them too. <laughs> yeah. Can't wear the That's same awesome. thing every day. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, so uh, you were at Mar-a-Lago uh, with President Trump. Thomas, as yeah, soon as you have that have picture, the, throw it the up picture, there. Thomas, you have the picture? There it is. There it is, there it is everybody. I, I told the president, I said, we got to update our picture. And uh, uh, he, was in, he was in great spirits, in, in, uh, even though his uh, sister passed away and uh, yesterday. But uh, um, it was good catching up with him. Um, uh, I can't say the other business we were down there for, but uh, we'll have some great surprises uh, coming up in a few uh, two three weeks here on the on Lindell uh, TV, um, everybody, and uh, um, that'll be that'll be uh, you'll get to find all about all about it then, I guess is the. Um, but Brandon, I want to talk about. Um, I know. Um, oh, by the I've way, just a, just a quick hook, just a quick hook, everybody. Mike is going to be interviewing Daniel Richard in a minute. Daniel Richard is an attorney. He is going to be arguing before the Supreme Court in New Hampshire. Are voting machines legal in New Hampshire? And the case is against Governor Chris Sununu, who loves Mike Lindell and loves Mike <laughs> Lindell's pillows. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Yeah. The yeah, opposite yeah. of that. Yeah, it's the opposite <laughs> of that. Um, that old Sununi, uh, I put him right up there with, uh, once again, with Brad Rassenberger, Robin Voss. Um, Sununi is, uh, um, you know, like I say, I have a personal, uh, a personal, he attacked me pers personally. And your um, company. I went, to, I went to New Hampshire, everybody, a couple times um, just to try uh, with the grassroots here. I know, I know Marilyn Todd led the, gr led the group in New Hampshire. Um, all the election machines there that were that had all these deviations, 300, I believe it was like 300 votes were taken away from all the Republicans or whatever, it was something like that. Harry Hershey went in and deleted all the files, uh, the cyber guy. and um, But just for being up there, Sununi attacked me. Uh, I believe he did it on a, on a radio station up there, which happens to be a radio station that I, it's one of my biggest advertisers. And they, uh, and he badmouthed my pillow, everybody, and he doesn't have a my pillow. So, you know, he's. Uh, it, it seems uh, he probably called him lumpy or something, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't have it. So I sent him the pillows, everybody, and then uh, we had this big battle uh, in the media, I guess, uh, with that guy. But we did a deep dive on him. He's a bad, bad, bad guy, bad politician, uniparty. or bad. Uh, um, yeah, he's a uniparty, everybody. Um, uh, but I consider him personally for what he did. Um, you know, he showed who he was personally to me. And when I, you know, I'll tell you, Brandon, you know, a lot of things, you know, people, it's funny the media doesn't come after me and say, 
you know, when you called Robin Voss a traitor and all this stuff, and you said this about Robin Voss or Brad Rasper, you guys got to understand, I had personal relationship like with Robin Voss, right? I was personally involved, you know, and or with Brad Rasenberger. Now, I, I get pictures sent with uh, Alan Duke hanging out with all Brad, but but um, I am personally went and done anything with Brad Rasenberger. Kemp's another story where, I, where I've uh, had contact back in the day with Kemp. But these guys, I've done deep dives into this. It's not like I'm just saying, oh, they're, they're uniparty or they're bad or they're, you know, a traitor to the country. There's reasons I'm saying it. It's because it, it, everything is laid out for me. It's the truth. There's no other, when there's another agenda there that you can't explain, and you're blocking everything down there. I mean, and uh, this Sununi, another bad, bad, bad guy. And if this went to the Supreme Court, um, this will all be all news for me too. I can't wait to hear it. And uh, I know Brandon, you got the guest, so you'll probably have to be doing the interview and I'll be an observer here yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, well, this has been a three-year uh, battle. It's a three-year battle. And um, the New Hampshire Supreme Court is going to, look at it and i think it takes place the arguments take place on november 29th and the attorney right. who will be arguing them uh will be with us in just a minute right well yeah we want to hear that everybody so everybody get ready get tell everyone to come on board here um i want to say that so you hear people ask me all the time well what is everything you've done mike manifest to do out there all the seeds we planted back at the cyber symposium back at absolute proof and all the movies we did well, you know what? There's lawsuits and there's stuff that go on that's going on out there. Patriots that are out there, people that are out there fighting for what's right, getting like, look at this one. It took three years to get to fruition. Minnesota, the other the other day, you guys, uh, when I was down in Marlott, one of the things I said to the president, I, I said, uh, our real president, I said, hey, you guys, I said, look at um Look at um, um, Minnesota. I said, I told the president, look at Minnesota. Finally, something came out of Minnesota. People say, Mike, where are we making our best progress, our most progress? I, I put Minnesota so far down the list. And here, the Supreme Court in Minnesota ruled that Donald Trump, of course, can be on the ballot, Brandon. And, That's a big thing. And I think we also, your comment there just reminded me, I think we also just got, yep, 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 yep. We just got this ruling as well. This is a ruling that just came out today. Good news. Michigan, judge rules Trump to remain on 2024 ballot. So there you go. That's brand new news today. Well, we got Michigan now, too, everybody. Yep. So this is, um, you know, um. This is a big deal. So I knew what Minnesota did, you guys, these are, we're going, we're in uncharted territory. We have been for three years. And everybody. by the way, some conservative think tanks are already positioning their people, like the Heritage Foundation, to help vet the Trump uh, people in the second term. So isn't that interesting that some of the conservative think tanks in D.C. already want to be involved in vetting the uh, civil servants in the second Trump administration? <laughs> that, right, so I right. think I think that's a good sign. Right. Well, here's what I'm saying is the is we're in uncharted territory the last three years. And and you, you see you see things that create precedents like Minnesota making that ruling a set of precedents, and now you're going to see all these other states that that put up something so ridiculous as to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. You just see Michigan fold up. Now, I think the rest of them, brand will fold up like drums. It's like, are you kidding me? It's disgusting. So what will they go to next? What will be their next thing, Mike? Yeah. Well, it's they're not going to stop because they. it's just like the – I just got off the phone. I've been on the phone all day with media just because I posted the picture of me and – uh, our great real president uh, yesterday together, I put it on all my social media and said, had a great time catching up with our president, our real president. Well, I was on the phone with political and we were talking there and I'm going, and they said the same thing. Then I was, I was actually on an interview uh, with Kathy Barnett. She's got a new show that, uh, remember, remember Kathy from Pennsylvania, just what an amazing gal. And um, I told them both, I said, you know, um, they're, that's in my own attacking myself. I said, they're not attacking me anymore because I want to overturn the 2020 election. Why are they attacking me, Brandon? Why are they attacking my pillow? Why are they trying to 
um, completely take away Mike Lindell's voice. Why? Because they don't want you looking at these machines and going after the machines. Exactly, everybody. It's all about the computers in our election. That's what it's always been about. That's why the, all these courts won't look at all the evidence, not just because of Donald Trump, uh, that they're so afraid of him being our president, you know, but they don't want to do, do the deep dive into the computers and to get rid of the computers. If they get rid of that, we actually have elections again and we save our country. This is what it's always been about, everybody. Like General Flynn said, if he were, if he was part, if he was marketing for the bad guys, just they should have just let Donald Trump in there, not, not blatantly stole an election, let him win, let it run its course. Every keep fighting back on him for four years, and then they had the machines. It's over, everybody. It would have been over. But they've opened up this onion. They've opened up all this information. We've gotten politicians in there now that have the people's back. We've held people accountable in politics now. Granted, all this stuff would never have happened if it wouldn't have been for the 2020 election. And all these things like we're going to hear in a minute about the Supreme Court in in um, New Hampshire to get rid of the machines. There's cases like this, everybody, all over the country that are going on right now. One of them, I can tell you, one of them, we hope that reaches the Supreme Court. And that's the Carrie Lake Mark Fincham one down in Arizona. That case, not the one to overturn her election. That's still going on, by the way, Brandon. That brief just got filed. I know Kurt Olson worked uh, uh, 24-7 on that the last week to, to push that uh, forward. You guys, that to all the cases in Arizona, don't think that people have given up because you just don't hear about it on Fox News. You're not going to hear about anything over there on Fox News like that. And Carrie Lake's case is still going forward. I I watched, I witnessed um, Kurt Olson working hard and all the attorneys getting that ready. But the other case in there that she's involved in, that remember that the Lindell Offense Fund covers everybody, is the one to get rid of the machines in Arizona. That went to the Supreme Court. They pushed it out. What's the next step? The U.S. Supreme Court. Brandon, the U.S. Supreme Court is starving for just one of these cases, everybody, to get before the nine. And you know what? This is where I've said from way back when, our elections are deemed critical infrastructure. If we, if they actually take a look at what we have, that China intruded into our elections, and you know, you got Koenig, all these other things out there that show this, you know what? They're gonna, I believe, Brand, they'll vote nine to zero to get rid of these machines and come up with the paper ballot hand counted. And, uh, you know, this because this what we what will end up before them will be so blatant that they're going to have to. Hey, we have to protect our country. That's what it's always been about. You know, we all the stuff that you're seeing going around around us, all the stuff that you report every night, all the horrific things that hit, that this that this has manifested to where we're at now, the, um, you know, around the world, for that matter, of stolen elections. Um, we could that can all change if we start having elections again and not selections. Yep. So I'm I'm excited. But what why don't we just get right into it? You can go. I'll uh, sit back and listen. All here. right. Let's welcome to our broadcast tonight a gentleman that has been fighting now for three years. He's been fighting to get this wow. to the Supreme Court in New Hampshire. His name is Daniel Richard. Daniel, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me this evening. So, Daniel, you've been fighting for three years, and I know one of the things is going to be to see if electronic voting machines uh, are legal in your state of New Hampshire. And its lawsuit is Daniel Richard, that's you, I guess, right? Correct. Versus Governor Chris Sununu. How did you have your name? I mean, it, I know attorneys often fight cases, but usually their name isn't always in the case that's, that's being filed. How did your name personally? I'm not an attorney. You're not I'm, an I'm attorney. No, I'm, I'm a veteran who's a pro se litigant. Okay, well, someone told me you were the attorney. But you're going to be arguing the case, though, right? This will be my second time arguing before the New Hampshire Supreme Court, correct? But you're not an attorney. But Okay, when we come back, people are going to want to know how you can do that. So we'll answer that question with Daniel. You see the confusion there, folks. He's arguing a case before the Supreme Court one would, uh, in New Hampshire. One would assume he's an attorney, but he's not. We'll find out why. Wow. And more when we come back. Fascinating 
uh, interview going to happen here. Don't go away. It's the Lindell Report. Remember, you can support Mike by going to lindelloffensefund.org, lindelloffensefund.org. My pillow as well. Sheets, towels, blankets, pet bed, slippers, sandals, mattresses, mattress toppers, robes, and more. Great Christmas gifts. Promo code L77. We'll be right back. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98, or get your very own my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. You asked and we listened. We've taken your suggestions and we've made our already amazing Percale bed sheets even better. As a thank you, we're bringing these to you for as low as $24.98 with your promo code. And our new line of Percale bed sheets include everything you loved about our original sheets. Lightweight, durable, breathable, and they sleep cool and crisp. But now, because of you, they're made with 100% long staple cotton and the highest thread count to date. These sheets are softer and more durable than ever before. Plus, they come in all these new colors and styles. And you'll be getting five-star luxury sheets delivered directly to your front door for as low as $24.98. Not only that, they come with our 10-year warranty and the 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save 50 percent or more that's as low as $24.98 this introductory offer won't last long so please order now my towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels you go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft but then you get them home and they wouldn't dry you that's why I made my towels they actually work they're soft and they absorb and now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels what makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com All right, welcome back. Daniel is with us, Daniel Richard. He'll be arguing the case. They say he's not an attorney. What he is is a constitutional scholar. But Daniel, explain to our audience how it is. Uh, obviously, there's not a requirement in your state to argue a case if you're not part of the bar. That's exactly right. Um, I'm not arguing on behalf of somebody else. I'm not interfering with uh, their profession. Uh, you have the constitutional right in New Hampshire to protect your own rights. And so our Bill of Rights has 38 enumerated rights. And it is your personal responsibility to know what they are and fight for them yourself if you want to protect yourself and your rights. So you've waited for you've worked for three years to get this to the court. Now, before we get into what you're going to be arguing, tell me what that process is like. And are you shocked the courts accepted your hearing, which you'll you'll have on November 29th? Yeah, um, what I did is I used the, uh, uh, the 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 superior court first in order to bring a complaint. And I argued that my all of my complaints are the same that the legislature has violated the procedural due process required to change our election laws. Our state constitution cannot be altered by a statute. And that's what they've done. They've simply, where they could not amend the, the voting laws by, by provision of, the, of uh, the, amending the constitution, they simply legislate. And so each of my complaints is predicated on the same thing. So I allege that they changed uh, the who was qualified to vote, uh, 
created absentee voting or expanded absentee voting by statute, creating five additional exemptions, and then using voting machines to conceal and cover up illegal, unverified, uncertified absentee ballots. Now, why are and you? So that's the basis of my case. Why are you suing the governor? Why are you not suing, you know, the state legislature or the secretary of state or some other group? Why, I am. why the governor? I am. They, they're all involved. They're all named. The named defendants are the governor, the attorney general, the secretary of state, both the speaker of the house and the president of the senate, because they were all given the opportunity to cure the problem. My fight begins before 2020. I actually went to the legislature. I became aware that the legislature and the power figures in the state had already started doing this process, changing by statute our voting laws. So wow. I was already in the fight before 2020. And so uh, when it came along, I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, well, Daniel, so what, what are you saying, Brandon? You were out in front of this just like Ken Paxson was in Texas and all the rest of the attorney generals did not as these secretary of states broke the law, everybody, in all these states where they put in stuff because of the China virus and other things, they can't, they're, they don't get to set the laws. So they don't, the legislatures make the laws. So, so Daniel, what Daniel's saying, he, you got out in front of this. You were already concerned. You knew it, you knew what they were going to do. And, uh, um, God bless you for that. What? The, how early did you did you start in 2020? Then the spring. Yes, the spring, May May 19th, 2019. I served wow. my state legislature the uh, what is called a remonstrance, which is a written protest, saying, "Hey, you folks changed the election laws without the consent of the voters, and you can't do right. that." And so the Democrats concealed it; they covered it up. It led to a meeting in the speaker's office where they said, hey, the only way you can fix our bad practice is to vote more bums in. And I said, no, no, that's not going to work. I don't accept that as an answer. So I went ahead and filed a lawsuit. And so I argued my first case before the state Supreme Court saying, hey, the right to redress my election law and the way my government conducts its election must be, uh, I, they must hear my grievance and then rectify that grievance, and they refused. And so uh, that's how the fight began. And, and to fast forward, Mike, you, you're spot on. What happens next is that the, uh, they start, uh, the whole COVID epidemic begins during, during my fight over the fact that they, the legislature is ignoring me. They, well, you're not a lawyer, you're not important, um, so we're just gonna ignore you. COVID kicks off, well, then what they did is they used the legislature to add five additional exemptions for absentee voting. The wow. Constitution of New Hampshire, Constitution of New Hampshire only authorizes two specific reasons because of World War II. One, you're physically out of town and you swear to it under an affidavit. Two, that you are physically disabled and the doctor signs an affidavit, you sign an affidavit, and you get to file an absentee ballot. Those are the only two reasons. Mike, they gave us five more under COVID. My wow. boss won't let me off of work. My babysitter won't show up for my kid or my dependent elder. Um, the National Weather Service has issued a bad weather warning or uh, a religious exemption or my favorite, I'm incarcerated and can't get to the polling station. They wow. added Mike. It increased New Hampshire prior to 2020. That's the 2014, 2016, 2018 elections had a 4% absentee turnout. You wanna know how we lost legally? This, all these exemptions using voting machines to cover up unverified, uncertified absentee ballots, 32%, Mike, 32%. That's how Donald Trump lost in New Hampshire. And Chris Sununu was personally responsible because he signed House Bill 1266 that expanded all that absentee voting. Mm, wow. Wow. And by the way, everybody, uh, uh, Daniel, spot on. That was one of the states that Donald Trump 100 percent won in 2020, along with Minnesota, all the swing states, Wisconsin, Georgia, all the usual suspects, Brandon, the, the Wisconsin, Georgia, Michigan, Arizona, um, um, and uh and that New Hampshire, Minnesota, and there were other ones too, but those are the ones we know 100% for sure that he won. 
Um, I, I want to ask you, um, Richard or Daniel, did it surprise you the pushback you got and that it's taken this long to get your day? Or did you go to court and then now we're at the Supreme Court? So have you already went through all these processes and, and they, they, they expect you to give up by now probably, right? They absolutely do. And had I not self-taught myself to bring this fight, I couldn't afford it. Most people can't. Most people don't have the resources to fight back because I've been told by several lawyers that no one could have afforded the legal bill for all the research I did to bring the fight myself. Wow. And so life circumstances happened that allowed me to do that. So that's why I did it. And everybody, this is uh, Daniel's story there is all, there's people like him across the country, but most people... Like you say, like Dana says, they don't have the resources to put these fights out there. That's where we have at the Lindell Offense Fund. We've actually, or actually back then it was me funding. If, I, if I'd have heard about you back then, Daniel, I guarantee I would have helped you out. I'm telling you. This is what we did at the, at the Lindell Offense Fund now. Is, uh, and we bet at the Election Crime Bureau, we vet all these things going on, what's important and what what is the, as we push things forward here, this to me is one of the, uh, um, this is huge. This will set a precedence, everybody. If you if you win this, what the outcome would be, um, they would, what what do you, cons- what would the outcome be if you win hands down? What, what does that, what would that happen? What would happen then if you win hands down? Well, first and foremost, uh, support is still appreciated and may be necessary because let me give you the great, great news. The okay. Supreme, Mike, I heard you say earlier about a case coming down the road that would change everything. It already happened. It happened this summer. It was called Moore v. Harper. It was the North Carolina redistricting case. And the reason that case is so critical is that it was not in place to cause all the lower courts to fall in line, how to manage legal challenges over the state and federal elections because both of them operate under concurrent jurisdiction of both the state and federal constitutions. And so this redistricting case has going to reshape the landscape for all 50 states. John Roberts wrote the majority opinion, and in there he laid out very specifically that the time, manner, and place delegated to the legislatures of the several states must be obeyed. This is where we saw tremendous amounts of voter fraud before the 2020 election and then during the recounts and the various things where the legislatures were not in control. We had Arizona, right? Arizona, we saw a lot of blowback. And John Roberts actually talks about Arizona in this case. And he makes a very important point that the all of the state, all of the election laws in the United States, state and federal, must emanate from the legislatures themselves, the legislatures of the several states. Mm. And so that's why I believe that my case is going to, is, is at the tip of the spear here, because I'm going to be applying another important point, and that is concurrent jurisdiction. Because the state constitution establishes how the elections are conducted, reaffirmed by Article 1, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, put in place now is the Heller-Bruin methodology of the recent Second Amendment cases that have completely reshaped the landscape of shifting the burden back to the government. And within that case now is that the Supreme Court has said whenever the Bill of Rights is in question, the courts may no longer use what is referred to as Chevron deference. In other words, using a standard of review to put your rights on some scale, some balancing test of whether the governmental interest outweighs your rights. That's done now. Now the burden because of these cases has shifted so that whenever, and they use the Second Amendment, of course, that's what the Heller and Bruin decisions were all about. The example is the Second Amendment. So it says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Well, the right of the people, as soon as the plain text applies to you, you've established your standing. Okay, your rights and your standing are now on the plateau they should have always been on. But the courts have been getting it wrong for a very long time. So now now they have to 
now it's on the state to bear the burden. So in my case, that's exactly what the state has argued. The state says the, the defendant failed to show how our statutory scheme harmed him in any way, right? Creating voting machines and expanding absentee voting and giving resident college kids the right to vote all by statute. No, I no longer have to prove I'm injured under these recent Supreme Court precedents that now overturn the entire landscape. And that's fantastic news and why I think I'll prevail. Wow. So in one of your cases, you're, I know one of the, some of the questions, you have, you have a few questions that you're trying to get to in your case. One of them is who uh, is required to sort and count and certify the votes, correct? Absolutely. That's a great point about voting machines. Our state constitution was written in 1783, went into effect 1784. Okay. In there, part two, article 32 gives to three elected human beings a constitutional duty, the moderator, the selectman, and the clerk to sort and count the votes. A machine can't sort the votes. Think of the mailman. What's the mailman do? He sorts the the envelopes, right? He goes through all the envelopes and sorts them by district and where they've got to go. A machine can't do that. Also, because of this recent case law reaffirming that they must look at the Bill of Rights and all the constitutional provisions regulating election law as they were written at the time of that they're at their adaptation and the rules that were in place at that time. So now the only way that the changes that they forced on us, for example, in New Hampshire, 1979, they passed a statute on a temporary basis that they gave an unelected body of bureaucrats, a ballot law commission, the authority to delegate to the towns the ability to use voting machines. And their argument was, so well, in other the words, can the led so your question is, can the, does the legislature have the authority to delegate that to that commission? Is that the question? Exactly. And the Arizona, John Roberts cites Arizona, famously enough, because Arizona, when it wanted to give its power to redistrict, see both New Hampshire's legislature and the Arizona legislature were delegated the power of redistricting their voting, how, how it's redistricted, right? So when... But see, that power came from the people. So the legislature can't give the power the people gave to them to somebody else. It's called non-delegation doctrine, okay? They can't give that power away. So they recognize that. So the Arizona legislature said, okay, we want to change how redistricting happens in Arizona. We're going to create a new commission called the Arizona Redistricting Commission, and we're going to give them the power that a legislature had and we're gonna give it to this new body. And that's the only way it can happen. And, and John Roberts in this case this summer makes that point. He argues four different states that the legislature can't give its power to another entity. And, and, and nobody nobody heard about this thing going on, right? I mean, uh, yes. that wasn't on yes. Fox News, was it? Fox News didn't come no, out and tell everybody no. this, did they? Exactly. Um, um, I want to, which brings up, I want, Brandon, I want to ask you, you sent me this, uh, this Daniel Richard uh, versus governor decision, this flyer, Brandon. Yeah, put that, put that, um, put that on screen guys for Mike to yeah, show the Where audience. did you, where did you, um, I mean, is this, uh, how did, did you get this news out, Daniel? Did you come up with a flyer? How did, how did you end up with it, Brandon House? Our network of great people like Marilyn Todd. Oh wow! Okay, so this was uh, so this is awesome. Um, um, well, I want to. Okay, we almost we almost show up in support. Okay, so I want to ask you this, Daniel. You say, you know, this is the tip of the spear. What what is um, how can we expand that? Do you need do you need because uh, this is where the Lindell Offense Fund comes in. Do you need funding? Do you need more lawyers on your side to help uh, get this and push it out there. What win on November 29th? If you get a win here, that's just the tip. That's just the start of it, isn't it? If this goes, it would be um, this could change the whole U.S. landscape, right? Absolutely, absolutely, and more lawyers would be appreciated because I believe I'm looking at an immediate fast track appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Let me explain why. Wow, I'll tell you what. Well, everybody, right there. Well, I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to make a commitment right now 
that we're going to get behind this. So all of you out there, go to the LindellPlan.com, go to the Lindell Offense Fund, call that number on your screen, and I'm going to commit resources right now to Daniel and uh, and this case. 800-598-6747, 800-598-6747. While we go on break here, call and give a donation, right, We'll be Brandon? right back after this. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. Mm. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever gonna have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm gonna give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wouldn't dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com Welcome back to the Lindell Report with Mike Lindell and with Brandon, Daniel. Brandon, I'm just, looking, I'm just looking at all my comments. I've put up a picture of me and the, our real president, Mar-a-Lago. I'm, I'm breaking. I'm looking out. It's a it's a war between the bots and trolls and the real people. And everybody, if you've ever, if you're watching everybody out there, you gotta you gotta realize we're on to the bots and trolls. You can click on any one of these and go, well, they got two friends, Brandon. You know what I mean? Yeah. That and another bot or another troll. But uh, anyone, what I was saying before the break, we need to help out with this. This is the tip of the spear. We just found out about this. Uh, Daniel, but I told Brandon to, what was it, not even a half hour before the show here, I said, uh, I, I looked at it, I go, wow, this is incredible. And uh, um, what you've done and the patience and the pers persistence and perseverance for a three-year battle to get to the New Hampshire Supreme Court. And uh, everybody, get your money in now to support this, everybody. Donate at thelindellplan.com. Call the number 800-598-6747. We're going to go all in with you, Daniel, with the at the um, at the offense fund. We're going to get the election crime bureau involved. We're going to get the uh, 
If you need help with Cause America attorneys, this is, the, from what you've said here, this is the tip of the spear. And everyone out there, if you're saying, well, why is New Hampshire important? Why is, uh, I've said it before, you know, when I've talked before, and we go, why is California impor- important when we had Shasta County out there fighting to get rid of the machine? Why is, uh, why is Oregon important, Brandon, when 18 people, the most people showed up from Oregon at our summit in August? Why is Washington State important? Why not just the swing states? Because everybody, this is about our elections. Every single state is as important as the other one because you can have one breakthrough. All it takes is one breakthrough, which I believe we have here right now with Daniel Richard. And uh, um, this um, this is could just open up the floodgates. We get one one opening. Remember, we're in a time where, um, you know, we've been, all the prayers have been God, you know, open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open. And that's where we're at, everybody. And um, um, Daniel, this is uh, what November 29th is when you have to go into the court. November 29th, and let me tell you about the corner I have these people in. Let me explain to you what's really going on even further. Everyone knows what an affidavit is. It's a legal instrument that you swear something is true, and it's used in order to take testimony outside of a courtroom. So. In 1942, when absentee voting was created, we had in place the due process necessary to treat everyone the same. If you're going to vote absentee, you still had to prove who you were. So they put in an affidavit requirement so that the absentee voter would take his absentee ballot, go to to the notary or justice of the peace and show him that the ballot was not marked. He would mark that ballot in the presence of the notary or JP And then when he was done, he put it in the envelope and then he would sign it and seal it. The modern, excuse me, the JP would do what? He would sign it and seal it with his notary seal so that when the just, excuse me, when the town got it, they would have an authentic signature. So what they're doing here in New Hampshire is they removed that requirement in 1979. We've not had a legal election here since 79. When they added a religious exemption, they modified the physical disability clause and removed the affidavit and simply called the return envelope an affidavit. Well, you can call that all you want and self-attesting to a ghost in your living room is not an affidavit. And so when they expanded all of these things, so here's their problem. There's a law on the books that says all statutes required by election law must be sworn before an official authorized by law to swear an oath. And that's not happening. And the moderator isn't supposed to remove the envelope from that from that affidavit envelope unless the affidavit was properly executed. This is all criminal in nature. It's a RICO operation. And they were told about these things and they're simply sweeping it under the rug because I'm not a big name player. Right. Okay, Daniel. I want to ask you this. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. Uh, uh, what's to prevent them from just going? Okay, this was years ago. This was done wrong. We're gonna change it now. We're gonna, we're gonna correct it going forward. Kind or, or they're gonna make a new thing like they did in California, where they shut down all the counties there that were gonna go machine free, basically by this new, new garbage law or, or bill they pushed through. Um, is there, I guess what I'm saying, is there something in your case when I'm going to have all the lawyers are, we'll look at it too, where, where the outcome you're looking for obviously would be to what? Wouldn't it be to get rid of the, uh, the electronic voting machines altogether now, paper ballots, hand counted, same day voting. And, and uh, what's, the, what's the biggest win for you or in this lawsuit? What is the biggest win for the people? The biggest win for the people that I'm asking the court to do is to strike down the statutes that authorize the use of the machine without an amendment, the expansion of absentee voting without an amendment, and giving unauthorized people the right to vote by legislative act, right? Because what they did is they changed the name of the voter. So those three things are what I'm asking the court to do. Then remand it back to the lower court to actually litigate the case because they tried to kill it in the lower court. 
And so that's that's ultimately what I'm looking for. No more machines. You got to hand count. If you want, if the government wants to do any of those things, it has to follow the process of amending the Constitution and getting the consent of the voters. So uh, what I hear you saying, are you saying that the the, uh, tabulation machines are being used to conceal the legal verification and authentication of what is a legal vote and not? Absolutely. Mike, you did a great job of exposing around the United States all of the various other issues going on with manipulation and why machines are bad. This is flagrant use of it by law, because without the moderator examining these envelopes, that's how we got 32 percent of a turnout. They're not simply they're not checking to make sure that there's a notary certificate. And the Secretary of State's office, I got him to confess an open testimony a month and a half ago that there hasn't been an affid- a legal affidavit on any absentee ballot since he's been in office for more than 20 years. And so the machines, wow. I go back to that point, the machines are being used to cover for yes. this process. Yes, to conceal so unverified, uncertified ballots. Right. So it's another legal... Uh, grounds to stand on to get to the remember everybody the supreme court has deemed our elections critical infrastructure it sounds like this case here could be another way to get to the supreme court the u.s supreme court and say we've got to get rid of these machines because of x um is that true just like in arizona we were bringing them another we're bringing them there there's uh, other reasons there they're made with foreign parts they're made in china and all these things where they're illegal they're not certified um so is this just this is another angle is that correct daniel it is it is and mike i want to address one of your earlier points and that was can they kill this case there's a practice where they can legislate a problem away so if they're facing a challenge in court right what they can do is the executive can move the legislature to fix the problem that's the source of the conflict and what puts it in a position where they call the case moot. There's no longer a controversy before the court. That won't happen in this case because I'm at the end at the appellate level. Our state Supreme Court is an appellate court. So they're not going to solve legislatively the problem in time for the 29th of the month. That's good news. Yeah, and, and the other thing is I predict that that one of two things is likely an outcome in my case. One, that the only way they can kill my case is find some excuse procedurally, that they will find some loophole, that I didn't follow some procedure, and bada bing, bada boom. But that won't help them, because Moore v. Harper, written by John Roberts this summer, told them three things. One, you you, you have the authority and the responsibility to review all election law complaints. You will follow the federal guidelines, and if, by the way, you don't, we will. Wow. So now that's where we get an immediate – that's why that case is so powerful. Now, so if they choose to ignore me – You're arguing your case on November 29th at yes. uh, 9 a.m. New Hampshire time. Yes, will sir. we be able to carry the audio or video of that we'll, here on, on uh, Lindell TV? I do know that uh, Ivan – and others are trying to you're get about, you're press about pass. Ivan, Ivan Rakeland. Yes. Okay. Yes. He's going to be there. Okay. He wants to be so sitting at least we'll have row. a reporter that we can pull out into the hallway to report. Uh, correct. Correct. Um, last time I argued, I had an overflow crowd. Um, even, even the, uh, see, the advantage I have over the lawyers is that they study case law. I study history. I know the foundational documents. And I got blessed by God Almighty that on June 26, when I filed my brief in the Supreme Court, the following day, the Supreme Court issues this this wonderful ruling in Moore v. Harper that says everything I said on Monday is now true. Hmm. But hey, you, can you, can you, Daniel, can we, uh, obviously, yeah, we want to air this. We want to have you back on for sure but between now and then. This is a big deal. I want to get, I want to get... Um, the Lindell Offense Fund behind you. I want to get our lawyers behind it. Anything, resources are going to be at your disposal. Uh, everybody, you guys can support that right now. Lindell Offense Fund. Go um, at 800-598-6747. At and Daniel, I want to say this. That case this summer, the case this summer, um, 
Can you bring, when you come back, can you bring us um, all the details of that case? I, I mean, Brandon, that's what Brandon, that's what we need to have on here on Lindell TV. We need to have the, um, we need to have the details of that, I think, uh, put up there. We got to get it posted. That's a big deal. The whole world should, the whole country Absolutely. should know about that, right? Absolutely. And Daniel, you don't know if there's audio or is there audio? Do you, what does your Supreme Court allow? Well, they record the event themselves, and then they do offer through a request uh, people to film the event. So last time I was there, someone was able to film the event as well. But you don't know about any live stream. You don't know about any live stream coming out of the court. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We also, Mike, will have Marilyn Todd. Marilyn Todd is also going to be there. So we'll have Ivan Raiklin and Marilyn Todd on the ground there reporting for us. Again, that is on, I think that's a Wednesday, November 29th. So can people show up? Do you want, do you want people to show up and be there and fill the, fill the room? That'd be wonderful. Uh, everyone who's encouraged to show up peacefully, professionally, to you know, to just be there. What do they need there. to do? Be, what do they have to fill out paperwork? Be there and be there. Be there in solitude, uh, in solidarity, and just stand with me and, and participate in the event. Do they you have know, to fill out uh, paperwork show, or get a reservation? No, no, no. The the court seats seventy people. Last time we had an overflow crowd. And uh, so people had to watch it out in the corridor. They brought in extra chairs. The staff at the court was excellent. I couldn't say enough good things about them. And uh, um, Are but, you getting uh, attention you know, from I, your mainstream media in New Hampshire on this? Crickets because of Chris Sununu's influence. Right. And, and that's really the, that's really the problem. Remember, the that case? Case. Who's arguing the case? I am. No, no, for, I am. The other, for, the, for the state. Oh, the attorney general. Oh, here's another fascinating thing. The state and the town, I've sued both of them, right? They both pleaded the fifth. Gee. They both wow. pleaded. They waived their rights to oral arguments. Why? Wow. Because they can't talk. See, the other underlying issue here is that they were so arrogant. They did, you know, I'm a nobody. See, that's why they didn't see me coming. Because right. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be this smart to have figured out their Ponzi scheme. Right. Right. So they just kept pushing me off, pushing me off. And then they get themselves in trouble. Mike, you brought up another good point. They're doing it now. They did it two days ago. They're continuing. They want to buy more machines. They have no intention of stopping. So right. when so th that's that's how they keep getting themselves in trouble. So it's not good for them. Who's the attorney no. general no, they, of New Hampshire? Remember, evil is greedy, everybody, and they're gonna—they're they're right in the middle of all this. If they're—they're—they're they, uh, buying oh, more Oh my! Guess who the attorney general is? He is—he previously served as the legal counsel for Governor Chris Chris Sununu. Sununu. <laughs> Look, really? just, just just so you know how the the the, the debt. Listen, God Almighty has my back here, okay? Because I am a born again Christian, okay? Yep. Here's the deal. The, the attorney general is Chris Sununu's nominee. The chief justice is Chris Sununu put there. And wow. two of the other judges in this case. So I'm four against one plus five lawyers. This is a David versus Goliath case. Yes, it is. It is. Well, we're going to have everybody. We're going to, um, um, I, do I, we have, we have David's number, right? Yes, we got his number and everything. We sure do. Yeah. Yeah. I want, or Daniel. I mean, Daniel, I'm Daniel, sorry, yep. David. I got another David calling me here. All right. Daniel, that's well, the I'm going to gonna... reach out to you right after the show, Daniel. And, uh, take care. We'll connect up and help you with the You're Lindell Offense Fund. Lindell TV.